Fletcher's Boathouse sits in a tiny cove along the Potomac, two miles north of Georgetown, and about 15 minutes from my house in Arlington. Long before the time John Smith passed through here during his 1608 exploration of the river, the Powhatan Indians had a seasonal fish camp there. The boathouse itself has been there since the 1850s and was in the hands of the Fletcher family until recently. The government bought out brothers Joe and Ray Fletcher a few years ago. There was never much money in the business, and none of the Fletcher children wanted to run it. It doesn't really matter who owns it. The cove is one of those places where the earth concentrates its power. For centuries, it has exerted a magnetic pull on river rats, fishermen, odd ducks, outlaws, and misfits of all descriptions. It's well inside the beltway, but if you point your car down the steep curve of road that bores into the blackness of the tunnel beneath the CNO Canal, perpetually dripping water, and so cramped you can easily touch the rocks on either side out your windows. You emerge in a different world. Marks painted on the boathouse rental counter delineate the crest of past floods. There are no truly permanent structures down on the floodplain. Even the cinder block office has a provisional air about it. Down here, the river always gets the last word. White perch season is a big deal in these parts because you really don't want to eat any fish that spends its entire life in the Potomac, unless you're curious about undergoing a sex change or are experiencing a decreased will to live. It's not that the nation's river lacks fish. There are plenty of fish here. Largemouth and smallmouth bass, catfish, walleye, sunfish, and crappie, to name but a few. The real problem is that 40 years after the Clean Water Act, the D.C. section of the Potomac is so loaded with pollutants Everything from raw sewage, PCBs and agricultural runoff to heavy metals, lethal bacteria, and birth control hormones, that you could probably improve the water quality by peeing in it. For years, a sign put up by the District Department of the Environment on the Boathouse Docks light pole warned of the river's health hazards. Owing to high levels of bacteria, it forbade swimming. It warned that fish from these waters contained PCBs and other chemical contaminants and banned the eating of carp, catfish, and eels outright. It recommended that healthy adults limit their intake of largemouth bass to no more than half a pound per month and limit sunfish or other fish to no more than half a pound per week. It didn't give details of what would befall those exceeding the limit, but sudden swelling of the hands and feet Dissolution of internal organs and enlarged nipples all seemed likely. At the bottom of the sign, there was a phone number listed for further information. Call, and you got a recording saying it was no longer in service. If you live in the D.C. metropolitan area, you know that this is pretty much par for the course for municipal agencies in the district. The only exception is the city's parking enforcement operation. That functions flawlessly. White perch, however, are one of the few species that are in, but not of, the river. For the past 10,000 years or so, a few kinds of fish that spend nearly all their lives in salt water prove that they either have never read Thomas Wolfe or have decided that he's full of it. Prompted by a springtime urge to reproduce, these fish, including perch, herring, and shad, leave the salt water in which they spend the majority of their lives and go home again to the Potomac River waters of their birth. No one knows for sure what triggers their migration, 
why the fish insist on returning to the very same pools and riffles in which they were hatched, or how they manage this trick. Whatever it is, a certain slant of the light, a scent in the water measurable in parts per billion, a magic water temperature, they all make the journey at more or less the same time, usually in late March and early April. And they are highly motivated little fellows. They fight river currents, expose themselves to commercial and recreational anglers, and generally get beat all to hell to get where they want to go. If you happen to be an angler in the D.C. area after safely edible fish, the spring run has got your name written on it.